Minister Ginger London, and on tonight we are finishing our six-part series for single adults. We're in the final show on tonight, which is in the series Getting Ready for the Right Relationship. And this show is when is the right time to be with someone or to be in a relationship. And so we're going to have a little fun on tonight. We're going to recap some things on tonight, but we're going to get down to actually recognizing when it's when we are when we are equipped and ready to be in a relationship and. We're going to talk about um, when are we ready to move on into a new relationship, and I'm going to be talking to those who are coming out of a relationship or who um, are still struggling with getting over the hurts and pains of a previous relationship. And then we're going to talk about 10 tips to know if you're ready for a relationship. So we'll give you some tips, or we may not give you all 10, but if we have time, we will. And we're going to talk about things to consider before beginning a new relationship. And then we're going to look at the six qualities to look for in a partner. We're going to talk about compatibility. We're going to talk about commitment. We're going to talk about um, how to develop develop, uh, a rapport with that person. How do you establish that foundation and and, and build the communication and build the trust and uh, and, uh, and just establish a relationship. Then we're going to talk about how do you know and what are some signs of a serious relationship. And so I want you to just um, enjoy this show on this evening. If you're taking notes, it's going to be a lot. But I just want you to really find yourself um, uh, in all of this and um, and just really uh, get involved in what it is on how to actually prepare yourself. Uh, for the relationship. And so let's start with uh, a word of prayer. And we're going to use the scripture on tonight. We're going to use uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. And we're going to be talking about the scripture says, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Everything there is a season. And so what that means is you need to understand what season you're in and is it the right time for you to do anything in your life as it relates to a relationship. What's going on with you? Because if you're into a career or if you're trying to clear up some debt or you're trying to uh, take care of some other issues, it may not be the time, the right time for you to actually start a relationship. So let's have a word of prayer and let's get right into uh, the teaching on tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on tonight. We honor you. We're so humbled to be able to come into your presence and before you, Lord God, to learn more about what it is you desire to do with our lives in the area of relationships. Father, we thank you that we have ears to hear, but we will not only be hearers, but we'll be doers of what we learn on tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray that everyone that is listening by already or in the chat room, Father God, will have ears to hear what you're saying. Thank you for their lives. Prepare them for whatever you have in store for them and equip them to be the best person they can be in any type of relationship that they're engaging in. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 
Amen. So let's get right into it. You know, over the last uh, five nights, we've been talking about a lot of stuff, and I know you probably have taken some self-examination, looked at your own life, went through some of your own issues, maybe some past relationships, maybe taking a look at some of your family origin to see whether or not you have something spilling over into your relationship. And on tonight, we're going to still be looking at some really crucial issues, but we want you to just uh, enjoy this show because you, you may find some laughter in you. But you again, I want you to remember it all begins with you. No matter who you have the relationship with, it, with, it all comes back to what type of foundation is your life on? Or what is your emotional programming? Do you know how you feel about certain things? Do you know what you think about yourself? What is, is your self-esteem high? Do you have confidence in yourself? Do you know what your your um, qualities are, your gifts, your abilities, the things that are unique about you? Are you are you uh, a pleasant person? Are you funny? Are you uh, outgoing? Are you um, uh, egotistical? Or well, what are the things that you know about yourself? And if if, if there are some areas that need to be um, uh, ruled out and changed and done away with, then do that. Build yourself to be the best person. Remember I told you you are a reward to somebody, you are a gift to somebody, and the same thing is um, applies to you that whoever you meet, they should become a reward to you or they should be a gift in your life. Anybody that comes and drains you and and, and um, takes you through a whole lot of rigmarole or just a whole lot of drama and tension, they may not be ready yet. For a relationship with you, and so you may have to make a tough decision and let and let it go so let's look at uh when are you ready to uh move on uh into a new relationship and I'm talking to those who maybe you um just came out of a bad relationship or maybe you've gone through the bad cycle. uh, uh the cycle of bad relationships or maybe it was a relationship that you thought was going to work out. You know, and you you were hurt by it. It broke. Uh, the relationship ended, and maybe you were devastated from it, or maybe you're single again. Maybe you were were married, and the re- the marriage didn't work. It ended up in divorce, and so you're single again. And maybe you're single again because you're a widow. Maybe your spouse um, uh, passed, and you're angry because you feel like your spouse left you here. So when are you ready to move on into uh, a new relationship? And uh, here are some of the points that we're going to talk about on tonight when you're ready. Number one, your significant other from the past no longer occupies your thoughts constantly. So you cannot move on uh, ahead with a new person if you're mentally focused on someone else. You know, and a lot of times when you go through a breakup, when you go through um, uh, a relationship ending of some sort, you spend a lot of time occupied um, by the, the 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 ex, what happened in the relationship? You're trying to figure things out. You know, what if things were uh, were somewhat different? What if what if you had made uh, uh, if you hadn't made the mistake, or what if there was something you could have uh, said or done that would have kept the relationship going? You could, you become preoccupied with those thoughts, and so when you're preoccupied with those thoughts then you can't go on into a new relationship because once those thoughts of the past of a relationship are still there, it slows you down and then you can no longer uh, uh, prioritize your life and say, I'm ready for something new. You stay stuck in the old. Number two, you no longer get, um, you know, when you no longer get all worked up and upset when you're dealing with your ex, 
You know, a lot of times when you come out of a, a, a breakup, you're so angry sometimes and so mad that even if you have to deal with that person about anything, you're angry about it. Or if somebody brings her name up or brings his name up, you become angry. And so there will come a time when you may have to uh, deal with your ex at, a, at some point or maybe you'll run into them unexpectedly when you can have an encounter with them and not become angry. Then you're ready to move on to a new relationship. Uh, when you stop trying to please your ex, you're ready to move on into a relationship. Okay, and what that means is you're no longer making those birthday calls. You're no longer making those holiday calls. You're no longer trying to do special things that you used to do for them, trying to get favor again to maybe the relationship. We, we can rekindle this relationship. And so you try to do little small favors. And when you can bypass that, when you can no longer um, – uh, when you get to the place where you don't have to please your ex, then you're ready to move on to a new relationship. When your conversation with friends do not include your ex anymore, when you can have a conversation, even about relationships and not bring your ex up, then you're ready to move on. I'm sure that if you've ever spent a lot of time talking about an ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, if you were to ask your friends right now, how much time did I spend talking about that particular person, they would honestly come up and say to you, you spent a lot of time talking about him or you spent a lot of time talking about her. And so when you can get to that place where you no longer have to uh, talk to your friends about your this particular person, then you're ready to move on. Um, when all of the romantic feelings are gone for that person, then you're ready to move on to the relationship, to a new relationship. You can't move into a new relationship still madly in love with somebody else in the past. That's not going to work. Those feelings are going to come up and you're going to find yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do about those feelings. And then you can accept the fact that your ex may have a new romantic partner. Even if you're not dating anyone else, can you uh, be... Uh, comfortable or can you deal with knowing that the person that you were once in a relationship with that you maybe are head over heels in love with um can you uh, accept the fact that that person may have gone on and they may, may be in a new relationship well you can accept that and move, then you're ready to move on into your own new relationship and then the last one is when you no longer get angry at your ex. You know, usually when you're going through a breakup, the relationship is ended, you know, there's some intense feelings of anger. So when your former um, boyfriend or girlfriend no longer evokes ang anger in you, then when you can become detached emotionally from the breakup, then you can move on to a new uh, relationship. And I did that uh Small, that teaching right there because if you are still, if you just came out of a relationship and you're angry and you're mad and you're upset about it, you're not ready. No matter what you say, you're not ready to go into a new relationship. If you are still angry, if you can't um, have a conversation about relationship without always being negative and bashing your ex and talking about how you got hurt and how you put it all, put your all and your all into it and all of that, then you are not ready. 
to go into a new relationship. And in order to be to to go into a new relationship, you've got to clean house. You gotta make. You gotta sweep the den out. You gotta sweep the living room out. You gotta sweep out the cobwebs. You gotta get. You have to clean house. You have to make sure that anything that will hinder you from being the best person you can possibly be in the new relationship is no longer there. You have to get the dirt out, the debris, the rubbish, the leftover stuff has to go. And you have to. And the the main reason you want to do that is so the real you can come back to the forefront. So when somebody meets you, they're not meeting somebody that's wounded. They're not meet, they're not meeting baggage. They're not being they're not meeting um uh, with your uh with an angry spirit. They're not meeting a, a a grumpy, gripey person. They're meeting the real you. And when they meet the real you, it it's not even going to matter who um you would know, who you're no longer in a relationship with or who broke up with you you're going to be excited that you've met someone who can appreciate you who can um who's charming who is um uh walking in integrity you open yourself up for the very best but when you wear your emotions on your sleeve you draw the very thing that you that you are uh, personifying at that time. And so if you're angry, you're going to draw somebody to your life who's either angry or who you can take that anger out on. And you don't want that to happen. So before I move on, I want to say this on tonight's show. If you're listening by telephone, whenever you want to have, make a comment, press the number one. We're going to have a dialogue on tonight. So I'm not going to do all the teaching and then bring you in at the end on doing this show on tonight. I'm going to let you uh, have comments and questions as I go through each segment. And so I'll pause after each segment. And if you have a comment or a question that you would like to make, you can press um, the number one. And the way that I'm going to do it is I'm going to call out the last four digits of your number if you're by phone. If you're in the chat room, I'll read your post. And again, if you're in the chat room, in order to make a post, you have to be registered. Um, as a listener on Blog Talk Radio. So if you really have a comment you want to make, you can either register right quick as a listener or you can actually take your phone and call into area code 646-929-2431. 646-929-2431. So we have a couple of comments uh, that people want to make right now. So what I'll do is I'll call out the area code if it's the same, if uh, area code and the last four digits. So you know I'm coming to you. So the first person is a 901, and the last digits are 0845. And so when I bring you on, I'm going to say, hi, you're on the air, and I want you to ask your question or make your comment. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, I don't have a comment at this time. Okay. Just listening. You're just listening? Okay. All right. All right. Maybe later in the show. Okay, all right. I see it sees it shows up you have a comment. That's okay, but I'll come back if you do. Okay. All right. All right, thanks. All right. We're gonna to go to three four one nine. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. All right, I guess everybody must when they heard the directions when you come on, they probably just press the what. But anyway, I'll just go on. And we'll go on to the second uh, segment. And so now we'll talk about uh, some qualities to know if you're ready for a relationship. And uh, I want you to pay close attention because I want you to find yourself uh, in some of these qualities. or I want these tips to apply to your life. And if there's something that needs to change, by all means, um, 
do whatever you need to do to get it to get things changed. Because I'm believing God that you're gonna that He's gonna prepare you to be the best partner for someone else that you can possibly be, the best man, the best woman that you can possibly be. So my prayer for on tonight's show is that every word that comes off of my tongue will be I will be speaking life into your life and that it will cause something to jump in your spirit where you will realize that either, hey, I'm on the right track, or, hey, I have a desire to be, to get on the right track. And then you will take the necessary steps to actually take the right steps to get on the right track. So here are some tips to know if you're ready for a relationship. Number one, the first thing you need to be, a, you, the first thing is you need to, uh, you need to be, is to be ready to have someone fun, to have some fun with somebody. Okay, so when a person is looking to have a relationship, nobody wants a boring person. So be ready to uh, enjoy a relationship. It's a journey, and I think it should be easy, and I think it should be fun. You shouldn't be fussing and arguing all the time. You shouldn't be mad in the relationship all the time. You shouldn't be disappointed all the time. It's a journey. It is an exciting journey. Even if that journey doesn't lead you to marrying that person, you should develop, you should develop as a person just from having contact or being in a relationship with someone else who has integrity like you have, who is committed to the relationship, who um, uh, is a fun and uh, easygoing person, who, uh, who, is, who is committed to the relationship. So be ready to have fun with someone. Don't go into the relationship saying, oh, my God, you know, this is going to be hard work or, okay, he wants a relationship. Okay, let's see what's going to happen with this. Be excited about it. You know, be excited because it is the joy of the Lord that is your strength. And if you want somebody to be attracted to you, there has to be something about you that's attractive that goes beyond your uh, outer man. You know, so be a fun person. Be an outgoing person. All right. Tip number two, understand that you would need to be in a different relationship than the past ones you've had. Remember, the relationships you had in the past, they didn't work. So you you have to focus your mind and say, I desire something different in relationships. I don't want to keep repeating the same bad cycle that I've been going through. You know, so don't don't stick with uh something, you know, uh because you're used to having it a certain way. No, you want something new. You want things to happen differently for you. So prepare yourself and understand that, that if you enter into a relationship with somebody, it needs to be different than the relationship that you've had in the past. You want more success with this particular relationship, with the new relationship. You don't want to be in fear that the relationship, you know, uh, that it's going to, um, not, that it won't work because you're now seeing all these red flags. You know, If you see those red flags and those warning signs and they come up in, in the beginning of the relationship, have courage to call it off. Don't take yourself through unnecessary time, an, un, an unnecessary period of time, uh, be, being disappointed and disgusted, and then all of a sudden you, you, you're you hurt and you're back to uh, square A again. No. Find some, go into it with a mindset that says, this is going to be enjoyable, and if it's not and I recognize it early enough or whenever I recognize it, I'm going to stop it because I desire, I desire to experience something different. Tip number three, uh, make sure that you keep uh, all of your past relationships out of your mind and whatever they did to you. Pray for healing. Ask God to heal you so that you will not keep bringing up old memories, old tapes played in your mind all over and over again. So you need to 
uh, ask God to heal you from that. Clear your mind. Don't let those, if those memories try to come back up. You know, cast them down and say, I desire to uh, create new memories. I don't want to remember my exes. I don't want to remember the people I used to date. I'm on a new date. I'm in a new relationship, and I'm looking for new things to happen. And I want, I want to have, an, I want to experience something new. And so, don't allow that to come back up in your mind. Then be patient and wait for the right person to come along. You know, uh, remember, this might be somebody that you spend the rest of your life with. So be patient. You know, you may be ready for a relationship right now. It's not happening as fast. You're not meeting people as fast as you would like or somebody as you would like. Be patient and just wait, wait for the right person because the more small-type relationships you have, that's what I call them, small relationships where you got into it, it lasted two months and it's over, that's the more pain that builds up in your spirit, uh, more negative thoughts in your mind, the wrong words on your tongue. So rather than repeating that all over again, just be patient and wait for the right person to come along. Pray, and I said on another show, ask God for discernment so that you can determine whether or not this is the one. Then number five, be positive and an upbeat person. And I just said, be positive, be upbeat. You know, don't be a sourpuss, so to speak. You know, don't be uh, sad all the time. You know, don't be a negative person all the time. Well, you know, relationships don't ever work out with me, so I'm just going to take it one day at a time. I'm just going to see what's going to happen. No, be positive. I'm excited about meeting you. You know, I'm excited about where this may go. I, You know, um, I, I think I'm going to enjoy getting to know you. Be positive. You know, if the person says the same thing to you, don't underestimate that. Take that as a good thing and say, you know, I appreciate you um, saying that to me. I appreciate you recognizing that I have good qualities and that those are some qualities that you would like to, to learn more about. You know, be positive if you're trying to establish a good, healthy relationship. I'm not I'm not saying um, to be, um, uh, you know, uh, Dumb-minded, or don't be so super, don't be superficial, you know. But be positive, you know, and uh, be exciting because that's what motivates a person. If they have good intentions and if their motives are right and there are no hidden agendas, then when you're positive, they're gonna they're gonna like that. They're gonna tell you. They're gonna tell their friends. I met a really nice guy, you know. I, I met a really nice lady, man. She's real positive, you know. I'm excited about meeting her. I'm excited about seeing where this is gonna go. Learning more about her, doing things with her. So that's what you want people. You want people to uh, be able to tell someone that they met uh, a really exciting person, you know. And so be positive and be and be an upbeat person. Okay, and then think practically, you know, uh, for example, if you're if you're focusing on your career, then it may not be time to enter into a relationship right now. You know, if you know you're going to be working long hours and or, uh, you know, because you're trying to um, establish your career or you're trying to, to do some things to be promoted. Maybe you're trying to get to a certain level in your career or on your job, whatever the case may be, or say for, or another example would be if you are, maybe you're trying to pay your debt down and you, you know, maybe took on a second job or you started a, a business, something to re- generate some additional revenues and you got to really focus and uh, put a lot into uh, trying to get that goal accomplished, then it may not be time to enter into a serious relationship. And so you may have to uh, just do a relationship fast right now until you get these other things where you want them, until you get the career that you want, until or uh, get at least um, 
uh, in the place of your career that you want to be in or the promotion that you're trying to get or if you're trying to start a business until you get the business started and it has leveled off or if you're trying to pay debt down or maybe you're trying to per- make a major purchase. Maybe you want to buy a house or you're going to buy a car or you're going to buy a major um, uh, um purchase like a computer or whatever and you're working towards that and you gotta put a lot of focus in uh getting that reaching that goal, then it may not be time for you to enter into a relationship. So don't enter into that relationship and then think, Oh, I can make it work, I can make it work because if the other person doesn't understand where you are in your life at this moment, and if they don't understand that it's gonna take some hard work on your part and they may not get to spend a lot of time with you or uh, they may not get to go a lot of places. Most of their time might be conversation by phone or they might have to get a text instead of seeing you in person or they may have to um, get an email from you every once in a while. Or, you know, if they don't understand those kinds of things, then what they'll think is that you're not serious about the relationship and then they'll try to shun it or say, oh, well, you know, you're not serious. Call me when you're serious. And the reality is you had some things on the on your plate before you met that person and maybe the communication wasn't clear. So, if you don't want to um, have any of those things get in the way, be practical and say, hey, once I get everything balanced off, I get everything leveled, and it's to the place where I can uh, take care of this and have a relationship, then I'll enter into the relationship. So take care of some other things first, um, especially if it's related to your career, major purchases, you know, getting debts down or whatever the case may be. Do that first and then enter into a relationship because, the other person is going to want you to make an investment of time, emotion, you know, uh, and all of that into the relationship. And if you're not at a place where you can do that, it'll come across like you're not serious when you really, when you may be, but you just have some other things on your plate at that time. All right. And so think practically. Then also you uh, be able to um, uh, do some self-evaluation. You know, you won't be able to hide bad habits for a long time. So before you enter into a relationship, do a self-examination. Take a look at, scrutinize your habits. You know, is, are there any habits that you need to do away with, that you need to be delivered from? You know, is there anything that's going on in your life that where you can bring, uh, that will cause harm or, or devastation or disappointment uh, to someone else if you connect with them? You know, if you believe in God uh, to be healed and delivered from an addiction or uh, from some other bad habits, types of habits that you have, then Get free from those things first, from those habits first. So do a self-examination. Scrutinize your own life and say, are, you know, are there, is there anything in here in my life that I need to be delivered from, that I need to stop before I actually have a relationship with someone? Because if I don't, I will, will hinder that person's life. I won't, I won't be um, a gift to them. I, I'll, I'll be a curse almost. Because if you take something into a person's life, and um, a bad habit into a person's life, you may very well influence them to pick up the same habit that you are engaging in. And so you don't want your influence to be negative on that person in that person's life. You want it to be positive and long and lifelong, and you want it to last. You know, you want somebody to be able to say that was a good man, that was a good woman. You know, I really enjoyed my relationship with her, or, or enjoyed my relationship with him. So check yourself. You have any bad habits? Get those habits. Um, under control. Get delivered from them first before you enter into a relationship with somebody. All right? And so then remember that there is another person um, who will have an equal say for the relationship to actually work. So don't make it one-sided. Don't be selfish. 
in the relationship. The other person should respect and, and should be respected and treated nicely, you know, um, and they should in in return do the same thing for you. It should be a mutual exchange. It should not be one-sided. Like I said to you on last night, you should not have be the emotional pursuer only in the relationship. The other person should also be pursuing the relationship emotionally. There should be mutual respect, you know, um, there should be a mutual courteous uh, courteous, uh, see, in the respect. Everything should be mutual, all on a positive note. And even if, if there's a disagreement or some type of argument or a confusion of some kind, there should there still should be an, a, a mutual agreement on how you guys will handle uh, arguments, how you will handle disagreements, how you will handle disappointments. Uh, in the relationship, it still should be mutual. So try to remember or remember that another person is involved in the um, uh, in the relationship along with you. So those are some tips for you to do uh, to take a look at yourself when you're getting ready for a relationship. So then, along with it, there are some things that need to be considered uh, when you're entering uh, into a relationship and. Uh, especially a romantic type relationship. And this still goes back to you really knowing yourself and being confident in who you are and um, being uh, open to uh, trying maybe some new things, something different than what you did in a previous relationship. Uh, if you want it to be exciting, if you want it to be lasting and you want to enjoy uh the relationship because when you're beginning a new relationship, especially a romantic one, you know it can be exciting. It could be uh, have a lot of thrill involved in it. It could be uh, just an amazing time um, in your life. And so, if you really have that desire and you want a successful relationship, then there are some um, things that you might want to consider doing, or to make sure that when you begin this relationship, um, it remains fresh. And that it's established on some good grounds, all right. And so when you when you're entering into it and you're getting to know that person and you guys are uh, doing things together, keep everything fresh. That's the first one. Keep it fresh. You know, make every moment that you share together and every activity that you participate in uh, with that person. Make sure that it's um, around some uh, really doing things that are that are fresh. That's nice. Creative. Be creative in the relationship. You know, make sure that. Um, it's something that you can talk about uh, even after you've gone on the date that the next day you can still talk about, you know, the enjoyment of it, um, how refreshing it was and, you know, the, the good time that you had, the good time that he had or she had, you know. Uh, so make sure that you have a desire to keep that relationship fresh. Also remember to keep uh, leave your baggage at the door. Don't go into a new relationship with baggage from um, your past relationships and don't go in there from baggage from your childhood. Don't go in the relationship with baggage from off your job, you know, baggage from some of your just regular friendships, baggage from stuff that's going on in your family. Leave all that stuff at the door because that has nothing to do with the new relationship that you're trying to um, establish. So leave your baggage at the door. Um, a lot of people really don't want to hear baggage, want to hear all that baggage and, you know, hear you uh, uh, go through uh, telling that story one more time. You know, uh, it, it's different when you encounter the situation, you know, for the first time and you, you're, you, you're dating someone and you, you tell them about something that has happened to you. It's a little different when um, uh, when that happens as opposed to um I have to constantly keep hearing this story that you tell over and over and over again because you refuse to let it go. That becomes, 
you know, just tiring after a while. So leave your baggage at the door, you know. This next one uh, is going to sound like a little remedial, but sometimes people have to be refreshed on it. When you're starting a new relationship, and I say even when you throughout the relationship, you need to um, to dress to impress. And I'm not talking about being uh, fake or phony. I'm talking about um, making sure that um, – you're in the you're the best that you can be from your hygiene down to what you have on. You know, a lot of times people get so comfortable in relationships that you know they put anything on. You know, when they go out to dinner or when they go to different events, you know, they got slouchy baggy uh, pants on or you know sweatpants on, flip flops. You know, and they go into the movies. You know, but depending on where you are in your life and what you think about your life, you know, at this point I'm a little older, and so. Uh, there's some things I just won't do, you know, so you may want to consider that, you know, uh, make sure, but for sure, make sure your hygiene is, is is where it's supposed to be, fresh, you know, make sure that you dress for whatever event or whatever date that you're going, wherever you're going, make sure you dress for that, don't, don't let somebody take you to a five-star restaurant and you got sweatpants on, you know, so make sure you're appropriate. Now, it sounds remedial, but even as adults, single adults, sometimes we don't, we, we just, we just don't do right, you know, and sometimes we underestimate um, the power of looking mature, you know, of dressing the part of a matured woman and a matured man. It's, you can still be comfortable in cat. You can still be comfortable and and have on casual clothes and still be attractive in what you have on, you know, and still be neatly dressed and still look different from everybody else. You know, it's just something about a well dressed uh, man and a wear a well dressed woman when you see them, especially when they are uh, adults when they're older. You know, I don't want to dress like I don't want to be my age and trying to dress like I'm 15 or like I'm 17 or even 20. You know, I want to dress age appropriately and then I want to dress appropriate to wherever I'm going, whatever. Even if I go to a, a festival, we do a lot of festivals in Louisiana. Even if I go to a festival, I can have shorts on or capris or whatever. I'm still going to be appropriate. I'm still going to be neat. I'm still going to be clean. I'm still going to be attractive in whatever I have on. And so dress to impress, you know. You want that person to have positive thoughts about you. You want them to be able to say nice things about you. Okay, and so those are some of the things that you want to um, just remember, some basic things in remembering uh, uh, when you want to start a relationship. So now let's get down to the nitty-gritty and let's look at some qualities that, uh, let's look at six qualities to look for in a partner. Now listen, this is the meat of it all. You know, the rest of it, you, you know, mostly basically all of that stuff, but let's look at the six qualities that you want to find uh, in a mate. And um, keep this in mind, and not only in a mate, but also when we go through them, as I go through them, again, do a self-examination. Can I find these qualities within myself? You know, because... Uh, Whatever you desire in a mate, make sure these qualities. Make sure that these qualities also reside within you, within your, in your life. And so, uh, the six qualities are uh, commitment to personal growth, emotional openness, integrity, maturity and responsibility, high self-esteem, positive attitude towards life. And so, let's look at commitment to grow, personal growth. You know, you don't want to be with somebody who who has decided that this this is who I am. There's nothing more to me. There'll never be anything else. This is it. Well, if somebody ever tells you that, you can just go ahead and call that relationship off because what he or she is saying is that there is 
they have no desire to grow, to increase their learning, to increase their knowledge, to mature in any areas, to develop in any areas. And so that means that they're stunted and that if you hook up with them, then you can, if you choose that kind of person, don't expect them to grow because they're not going to grow. So you want a person who is committed uh, to personal to personal growth, you know, to learning everything that uh, he or she can about how to be a better person. And then if they eventually become uh, your, your mate or your spouse, you want that person to learn everything they can about how they can be the, a better spouse to you or be the right spouse for you, you know. But most importantly, how, what do they need to do to learn how to be um, a better person? We all need to grow continuously in our lives, no matter what age we're at, we are, uh, no matter what phase of life that we're in. If you if you know something about human development, when you were an infant, you stayed an infant from zero to however many uh, months, and then you became a toddler. So that was some development at every stage. Something happened in that stage of life that matured you and, and caused you to grow. So you went from um, that uh, to being an adolescent maybe, you know, and from an adolescent to being a teenager, from a teenager to a young adult, from a young adult to an adult, then from there to a senior. So every stage of life, something occurs where you become a more or a better person. You grow in life. And so that's what you want um, your that your uh the person you want that person to be in a place where they have a desire to learn everything they can about becoming a better person. You know, um, you want that person to be someone who's willing to, if they need help in an area, uh, who's open to you saying, "Hey, you know, um, I just read a good book on controlling your anger." You know, or I know if you have a if you uh, if you having if you're struggling with controlling your anger, you want that person you want that person to be someone who's open to receiving from you. Any wisdom or any information that would help them become a better person. You don't want somebody who you can say, hey, here's a book on communication or um, uh, here's a book on how to reach your, how to discover your purpose in life. You don't want that person to be offended because you offered because they because you offered them something that would help better them. You know, so you want a person who's open to learning. You know, there's no way the relationship can work if your if the one person or your partner refuses um, to seek help when it's necessary. And we all need help in our lives, period. No ifs, no ands, no buts. We're not all struggling emotionally. We're not all immature and all that kind of stuff, but we all need help. Even those who are matured, who are moving, who are progressively moving forward in life, we all need help at some point in our lives, you know. So you want a person who's open to that. Um, you want a person, number two, the next second quality is emotional uh, openness. You know, you want a person who knows how to share his or her feelings. You don't want somebody who's closed off and, you you know, you got to go in there with a, you know, with an ice pick trying to chisel away at stuff, just trying to find out how they feel about you. You want a person who um, doesn't mind sharing his feelings or uh or knows what he is feeling or who chooses to share his feelings with you. You want somebody who's open, who emotionally is open. Uh, they can talk about it, even if it's painful. They can, uh, even if they have to share something with you that's going to hurt your feelings or, you know, uh, uh, they're open to do that. And they know how to do it in a spirit of love. When that person is the right person, even if he or she has to tell you something that's maybe a little painful for you to hear, they know how to give that to you or say that to you in a spirit of love so that you will not um, 
uh, feel like it's a judgmental thing or uh, that they're condemning you in any way, or you don't have to condemn yourself when you hear it. But when people speak words to you in love that uh, will help you to grow, then uh, it's beneficial. So you want someone who's open. Uh, they understand their emotions. They know how to express their emotions. They know how to talk about their emotions. They know how to uh, receive uh, emotions from you. They know how to sit and listen to you, talk about your emotions, Um and not only that, but emotionally open openness also means that they have um, a spirit of generosity. They know how to give and love without restriction. That means that, you know, I don't have to, um, the person doesn't have to uh, uh, bait you in or they don't have to say, I'll love you if you do such and such or I would love you more if. No, a person who's emotionally open will love you without restrictions. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't tell you when they uh uh when something is disappointing to them or they're unhappy about something or they're concerned about something that they're seeing in your life or that's going on in the relationship that doesn't mean that they won't do that but what it does mean is that they will love you without manipulation they'll love you without black, emotional blackmail they'll love you without any kind of trickery that it will be open that they will flow in their love for you um so that's what you want. You want somebody who can show you uh, love and appreciation on on a consistent basis. You know, not you, you don't want somebody you love me yesterday, but today you don't love me. You know, or you know, uh, two minutes ago I was the best thing that ever happened to you. Now you can't stand the sight of me. You know. Even when you get to, if you're arguing or uh, have some disappointing moments, you want to get to the place, if this is the right person for you, you want to get to the place that even um, if you're angry, you uh, you you never want to be so angry that you can't, uh, that you don't want to uh, hear the sound of his or her voice or that you don't want to see their face. You never want to be that angry where you can just cut them clean off, you know, then you're not ready. For the relationship, you, you know, you you want to be able to say I'm angry, but being angry with you doesn't mean that I don't want to hear the sound of your voice. Oh, I can't stand the sound of your voice. I'm not that angry. If it gets to that point, you really got to get some help uh, or the relationship. You got to really take a look, evaluate the relationship, and see where it's going or what caused that. What was that one thing that made you so angry that you couldn't stand the sight of that person? or the sound of that person's voice. And so you want the emotional openness to be um, balanced, and you want it to be sincere, and you want it to be on a consistent basis. The third quality that you want in, in, the, in the person is integrity. And we all want that honesty, integrity. We want trustworthiness. You know, all of those are essential ingredients for, healthy, for a healthy relationship. It's, it, it's, it will be hard trying to have a healthy relationship with somebody who's always dishonest, somebody who doesn't tell the truth, you know, uh, somebody who um, uh, not just um, not telling the truth, but a person who may be uh, 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 cheating on their job or uh, embezzling or whatever. You want somebody who has some integrity. Uh, you don't want to uh, be walking down the street uh, with somebody and then somebody says, I wonder why she, why she with him. He's a crook. You know, or doesn't he know she got arrested the other day for her? You know, you want somebody with integrity. You want somebody who's honest You want with himself and with herself. You want people who, the person who, they're honest with other people. You want somebody who is honest with you, period. Now, you just want an honest person. Now, People do lie, but everybody's not a liar. So, and even if a person 
tells a lot. You want that person to be honest enough to say, hey, I lied to you, and I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I will try not to do that. I do, it is not my desire to lie to you. I lied. I'm sorry. But when you're dealing with a liar, which is which is a pattern of life, then you have a problem. So you want a person who's honest enough uh, that even when he or she makes mistakes, that they're able to come back and, and openly say, I made a mistake or I did something intentionally that I shouldn't have done. I apologize to you. And the challenge that that we have when people are that open and honest is we have to learn to forgive and let it go. You know, uh, we don't easily forget things, but we do need to forgive and let it go. Because once they apologize and you accept the apology and you say that you forgive, then they're no longer indebted to you. So we shouldn't have to bring this back up three weeks from now. You know, I may mention it if you repeat this cycle, if you repeat this thing again, I may let you see that there's a pattern in your life. But it won't be repeated to beat you down and to, to bash you with it. So when people are honest and they make mistakes in relationships, then uh, we have to get to the place where we say, you know, I accept your apology. You are forgiven. Let's try to build on it. Let's keep moving. Okay. Also, um, a person in integrity doesn't play games. You know, you don't want somebody that plays game with you. I don't know what your ages are. For those who are in the chat room or listening by phone, but if you're an adult, especially if you're over 30, you have, you should be in a place where you're not interested in game players or having games played on you or playing games on anybody. You should be at a point where you say, I um I want a relationship that is free from the game plan. I want honesty. You know, let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's see if it's going to work. That's the best thing. Because if I'm playing a game on you, i got to constantly keep coming up with a different game or a different strategy for the game that I'm playing. So I'm working myself way too hard, you know, uh, for that. And if I notice that, if you uh, notice that someone is playing a game on you, the challenge is you're going to have to call them to the carpet on it, and then you have to decide whether or not you want to stay in that relationship. That is not a good feeling when you when somebody play, runs a game on you. So you want somebody who is consistently honest, and when that person is consistently honest, then naturally you're going to trust that person, and then naturally you have something to actually build more qualities to build the relationship on. And so if you think the person that you're in a relationship with is not honest, then uh, you probably need to pay close attention, more more close attention to the relationship and see if you can recognize those things that are questionable uh, to you and uh, maybe make a list of them and then go back over and pray over them and mull over it and, you know, ponder it and see if there's a pattern that's going on because you don't want to prejudge it, you don't want to miss out. Uh, misjudge something, but if it needs to be judged, judge it. And then you have to make a decision about whether or not you want to stay in that type of situation. Um, so so that was number three. Number four is maturity and responsibility. We can all say as single adults, we want a person who's matured and we want somebody who's responsible. Uh, you know, I'm sure you don't want to date somebody, like I said last night, you don't want to date somebody, you have to grow up. You know, that's not the thrill of re- of a relationship. It's a thrill of a, a parent-child relationship in a real parent-child situation where you got a little kid that you're growing and you're watching them grow and you're seeing the per- the kid is turning into something uh, a nice person, you know. But not a not a grown man, not a grown woman. I don't want to have to grow you up. I want you to be matured and I want you to have, be able to take responsibility for your life. Um, it is difficult to try to um, 
uh, grow a person up. And if you've ever been in a relationship where a person was immature or they were, or they were irresponsible, you found yourself saying something maybe to your friends like, I wish she would grow up. I wish she would just grow up in this area, man. Or you find yourself saying, you know, I wish she, I wish she would grow up because he's so immature in this area. Every time, every time we go here, this is what he does. He's so immature. I wish he'd grow up. Well, if you're saying I wish he'd grow up, pay attention to the relationship. You're probably involved with somebody who is uh, immature and irresponsible. So you want someone who is uh, who has maturity and who has and who can take responsibility. You know, you want somebody who can take care of himself, take care of herself. You know, who's responsible, meaning that they 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 do what they say they're going to do. It, they pay their bills. They keep their promises. They show up on time. You know, they're not uh, letting you down. They're not letting people down. You know, um, a lot of times, you know. Uh, we don't pay. We we pay more attention to it now because more teaching and relationships have been focused on that. But you have to pay attention to a person's lifestyle habits. You know how, you know how is he conducting his life? How is she conducting her life? What is she doing? What is what is he doing with it? You know, um, uh, is the person accountable to anyone? You know what I'm saying? Or just a free flowing? You know, do they have good friendships? You know, do they have good male? Fr- Does he have good male friendships? Friends? Does she have good uh, female friends? You know, matured friends that they're accountable to? You know, that could help them keep their lives on life on track. Um, you know, so uh, when the person is irresponsible, you feel like you're dating a child, and that's not good. You know. Uh, is he respect uh, respectful? Is is she respectful? You know, um, can can that person show respects toward you, toward your family members, toward your friends, or anybody else that you have uh, around you? But most importantly, to you, and that's that's uh, crucial. Number five is high self-esteem, and we've been talking about that every night this week. You want some? Not only do you want to have high self-esteem, you want the person that you have in. Enter into a relationship with to have um, high self-esteem. You know, uh, he has to love himself. She has to love herself, and that's a challenge because a person with low self-esteem has negative uh, opinions about themselves. They have, you know, um, opinions that are just unhealthy. You know, um, and and the way you can tell that a person has high self-esteem, they take uh, good pride in in themselves. You know, they're not speaking negative about themselves. And I mean on a continuous basis or, you know, they don't have these negative uh, opinions that are just like deeply embedded within them. You know, they may say something like, oh, I got to do better in that area, you know, but they're not enmeshed in it to the point where they can't function or to the point that they don't believe that they're worthy or they or he or she doesn't believe that they des- that they deserve a, a good relationship. When and when it's like that you're dealing with somebody who has low self esteem. But a person who has high self esteem doesn't abuse themselves. They take very good care of themselves. You know, um they don't uh, do things to hurt themselves or sabotage their own lives. They're doing something to build themselves up and to uh, establish their life on good uh their life on good their lives on good ground. Ground. So you want somebody who actually has um, um, a high self-esteem, and that's very, very important. As we told you, as I told you all this week, even your self-esteem is very important because low self-esteem can be self-defeating. It can cause you to do some self-sabotaging things. Things that destroy your own life, and so you don't want to have low self-esteem, and you don't want to connect to somebody that does. If he, if he or she appears to have low self-esteem, then give them the information that they need. Let them get the help they need to build their confidence, to build their self-worth back up. 
uh, and until they get to that place, it's not wise to have a relationship with them. And then the sixth quality is a positive attitude towards life. And so we just talked about that um, a few minutes ago about being positive, but a positive attitude uh, means that you're always, you know, whenever there's an issue that comes up, you're looking to find a solution to it. You're not negative all the time. You're not um uh, complaining about stuff all the time. You're not worried about things all the time. You know, you uh, you have a vision for your life. You have a goal that you're trying to, uh, you have goals in place to help you reach that vision. You just really feel really good about your life and toward, and about life in general. And, uh, but because if you don't have a positive attitude about life, then what will happen is you'll live your life any kind of way. And when you enter into a relationship, It'll be any kind of way as well. And so you you want to make sure you have a positive attitude. So that person has a positive attitude towards life and you do as well. And so those are the six qualities that you want to look for. You could always add um, more into that because if those are just basic general qualities, put the, put the meat on the bone for your own life. You know, add some of the unique and specific things that are that are uh, appropriate for what it is that you desire, appropriate for what your what your ideal person is and the type of relationship that you want to have, the type of person that you want to have the relationship with. There are some u- unique qualities and things that we all have. Remember I said last night we all have preferences. So plug in your preferences in those qualities. Just make sure that, that your preferences are, are, are solid, that they're, um, they're grounded in the core of your beliefs and your values. Don't just be superficial when you're looking for um, a person to have a relationship with or if you're looking for a mate. Don't be superficial. Be um, be solid in uh, and grounded in what um, in what you you're picking. All right, let's look at um, compatibility. Um, just a little bit. Make sure that the person is compatible with you. That you have some of the same interests and the same likes. You know, make sure that that person has that. And so. If you're by phone and you have a comment, press the number one. If you're in the chat room, please make a comment. Let me know what's going on uh, with you, and I'll um, uh, read your comment if if it's okay. Uh, That's in the chat room. Um, Somebody in the chat room says that the most important person in a relationship is you, and I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. The most important person in a relationship is you, and I'm going to take that and expand that a little bit and say that – not that you're minimizing the other person that's in the relationship with you, but take care of yourself in the relationship. So you can't control the other person. You can't make them respond a certain way. You can't make them do certain things. But you can put a value on your own life and say, I am important in this relationship. And then you can decide from that importance, what, like I said one night, um, what are you willing to put up with? You know, you can decide from there what you're willing to put up with. So, uh, you are important in that relationship, and so is the other person. But you can only control your own actions. You can only think your own thoughts. You can only only speak your own mind and have you speak your own words. You can't talk for the other person. You can't feel for them. You can't think for the other person. So you have to put some importance on what role you play in the relationship. Also, um, uh, the person says take responsibility uh, for your life. You know, so you can take responsibility for your life. You know, and which is what you're doing um, uh, anyway. And so, um, and then there's a um, 
someone that was in the temple, I don't see that they're still in there, but the person says, you know, I don't believe in God. Well, you know, that's a choice, but I do. And so and most of the people that listen to this show do. And so for those of you who do believe in God, you know that God can create you to be the person that he wants you to be. And we're to trust him in everything that we do. He says in his words that gets for us to trust and acknowledge him and to lean not to our own understanding. And he'll direct us in all of our paths. And so even in the path of of, of a relationship, God can direct us in that Meeting the knowing who the right person is, and we definitely don't know who the wrong person is. So, uh, because he teaches that all throughout his word. Okay, um, uh, some per- someone says, uh, "Oh, thank you. You've given excellent qualities." And it says, "Listen up, singles. Good word and guidance. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, um, that's what it's all about: is coming together and sharing and conversating with one another. As I said on the very first show, the first night, this is a conversation. And so, if you're single, what you have to do is important that you surround yourself with strong singles, with other singles, because that's how you're going to learn even more about relationships." People who you can trust, where you can come together and say, "Hey, let's have coffee. Let's go to um, let's go to dinner. Let's go to lunch. Let's meet up and have. Let's actually talk about relationships. Let's talk about what's going on in our relationships. Maybe I need help. Maybe I need you to. Maybe I need somebody to help me um, to decipher what I'm going through. Tell me if I'm on the right track. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I should let that relationship go. A lot of times we don't want to tell people. You know, want to give our advice and say, "Well, I can't tell you what to do." You know, we have to get to the place if we trust one another. I tell my friends all the time, tell me what to do, you know, because I may be so um, infatuated or I may be so caught up that I'm not seeing straight and I'm not, you know, um, uh, the blinders might be on. I might be fogged out, you know, I'm just tripping, you know, like, wow, I'm so excited. You know, tell me when I'm, when I'm, you know, I'm in cloud nine, bring me back down and say, pay attention to this. You just said he said this. So we need to come together as singles. If you got strong singles in your life and in your in your commu- uh, in your circle of friends or your church or your community or whatever, come together and talk about relationships. You know, if we become the right people, if we become better people, then we'll have better relationships. And that's what's important. It's supposed to have better relationships so that we can be uh, test- a, a good testimony for uh, the community, for the church, for your family, for your friends. You know, let's come together and talk about uh, relationships. And so now you have those qualities. Let's talk about with all of those qualities that you know that you're looking for in a relationship, how do you build rapport with somebody? How do you actually establish and maintain a good, healthy rapport or relationship? Uh, with somebody, but initially in the relationship, how do you build rapport uh, with someone? And uh, it starts off with number one, asking questions. You know, and we talked about that the other night. And I'm not talking about prying into, um, you know, somebody's personal business. You know, uh, to the point that you just, you know, just kind of sound like you're nosy or something. I'm not talking about that. You know, I'm talking about um, where you're talking about uh, the thing, you know, common ground. You know, things of interest. You know. Uh, uh, what do you have in common? And uh, maybe you'll talk about uh, the news or you'll talk about, um, you know, uh, the sports you like or you'll talk about 
um, like I said, here we do a lot of festivals. So it may talk about the festivals or museums that you go to, or you may talk about uh, some favorite TV shows or, or movies you've seen late, uh, lately. So, but it starts with asking questions. That's how you get to know a person. You start asking person questions, you know, and, and you start uh, dialoguing about it. And, and in that conversation is where you discover or begin to uh, find out who that person is. You know, so it starts with questions, you know, ask a lot of uh, asking questions. I don't want to say a lot of questions, but asking questions. So if you go to dinner, you know, and don't just sit there twiddling your thumbs while you're waiting on them to bring the, the, the food out, to have a conversation. Ask questions. Say, hey, you know, thanks for dinner. Thanks, thanks in advance for dinner. Let's have a good conversation. You know, you ask me questions, I ask you questions. Put it on the table. Lay it out there. Just look. Let's ask each other questions. Get to know each other, you know. And um, if it's too personal, set the ground rules. They hear the rules. If the question you ask me is too personal, I'll say, okay, too personal for a first date. And then you don't be offended. Move on to the next question. If if I ask you a question and it's too personal for the first date or the second date, say too personal right now, you know, and laugh it off and go on and just ask questions and begin to build that rapport. Then number two, have a good attitude. We keep saying, I keep saying the attitude. Have a positive attitude, you know, um, when you're out with someone or when you are talking by phone or you know, uh, whatever the case may be, have a positive attitude, especially, you know, if you're meeting the person for the first time and you're establishing that relationship. You don't want to leave or they drop you off or you hang up the phone and you don't want that person to second guess their choice. You don't want that person to say, oh, my God, she sounds like she's just real negative. Ooh, you know, or uh uh-oh, he sounds like a control freak. Wait a minute. No, you want to be excited. You know, you want to wait to the, you can't wait to the next call. So be positive. You want that person to be excited about you. You want to be excited about the person that you meet if it's a, if it's a good person, you know. So be excited. Um, have a good attitude, you know, and then um, have an open exchange. Now, if you're having a conversation, don't close up where you ask all the questions and then when the person asks you a question, everything is too personal. No, have an open exchange. Share share information. You know what your limitations are. You know what your boundaries are. You know what is and is not uh, too personal uh, for you. So um, make sure that uh, you have um, an open exchange. Make sure it's fair. You know, don't do all the asking asking all the questions, and then you don't want to be asked any questions, you know. Have a mutual conversation. Make sure the exchange is mutual. Make sure it's positive. And then number four, listen. That is real crucial. Listen, when you're, when you're having that conversation, listen. Don't be, don't be so caught up, you know, with them butterflies in your stomach that you can't hear what the other person is saying. And so, you know, make sure that you're paying close attention to uh, um the listener. Don't focus on what your thoughts like, oh, what's my next question? You know, what I'm going to say next. No, listen to what the other person is saying to you because now you're trying to establish or discern whether or not this is good for you or whether or not you're going to enjoy this or maybe is this a, is this a good fit for me. That's what you want to know. So don't um, be so preoccupied with what, you, what the next statement is you're going to say or what the next question is you're going to ask. Listen honestly and openly to how they're responding or to you and so that you can get to know that person. Listen carefully, all right? And then um, uh, 
the last thing is something that's just fun. You know, share light compliments. You know, if there's a if there's something that you can compliment that person on, then just share the compliment. You know, if he has on a nice suit or if he has a nice tie on, you know, you can say you 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 know you really have a nice suit on or you have a nice tie on or you have a nice smile. You know, or you know your you have really nice eyes. You know, share compliments. And I'm not talking about going overboard. I'm talking about being pleasant. You know, um, uh, it is refreshing to give compliments. It's also refreshing to receive them. And all of that develops is a part of developing the type of person that you would desire to be. And it makes you a fun person. It makes you an exciting person. It makes you um, a person, a positive person, a person that other people like to be around. But you have to start doing those things when it's appropriate in the relationship, like sharing compliments, you know, uh, uh, so that you can establish the rapport that you want. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with say, you know, oh, you know, that dress really looks nice on you. You're not, you know, you're not coming on to her or, you know, trying to be uh, uh, harassing her sexually or anything like that. We Women love compliments. And the brothers like it too. So, you know, so find something that you can compliment that person on. You can say, you know what, I really like talking to you. I re- you enjoy talking to you. You really have a good conversation. You know, any type of compliment that will uh, excite that person, rejuvenate them, refresh them, you know, um, uh, show some, that will show appreciation towards that person where they can, they can receive it and then respect you and, and show it to you in return. And so find ways to compliment the person. And then, um, uh, and that's how you can build a rapport. And then you can start establishing. Uh, and you can tell from the initial dates whether or not you want to go on uh, any further in the relationship. And most of the time, if you're having that good of a time with someone, then it probably will go a little bit further. You know, it's those dates where you, you know, where you're at the five star hotel, you know, just looking around, waiting on the, the food to be brought out. You know, or any hotel, I mean, not hotel, uh, restaurant, or any restaurant for that matter. If you're looking around. You know, at the, at the everybody else except the person you with, then hmm, either you're either you're a little nervous, or you or it's not working out like you thought. You know, so don't go on a date just because you want a free meal. You know, that's crazy. You can just go to the restaurant by yourself. You know, don't waste another person's time. Don't waste your own time. You know, only um, uh, uh, do things with people that you think. Or you can sense that you might enjoy. You know, sometimes it does take one or two days for you to realize, well, it's not the right one. But don't do it just because you want a meal. Don't go somewhere because you want somebody to pay. You know, I don't want to pay for my own movie, so I'm, I'm going to go to the movie with him just so I don't have to pay for my own movie. You know, uh, that's crazy. Don't waste another person's time. Don't do that. You know, you do better going with your friends. And so uh, those are the things. So if there are any comments or questions, um Again, if you press the number one, if you're on the lot on the call, I'll take you. And if you're in the chat room, just type it in. If you're registered, just type it in, and I will uh, read your comments, uh, comments, or your answer the question, answer your question. And so we're going to go on. I have uh, two more things I want to talk. One more, really, that um, to answer the question that this show is supposed to be answering is, and how do you know when you are in the right relationship or when when it's time to be with some, with with someone. And so let's just kind of go through those right quick before we close. And um, I really would like to hear from you. So if you are by phone, just press the number one or those who 
uh, I checked with earlier when we go through this, I'll check back with you. And if you have a comment, you're welcome to make it or a question. And again, if you're in the chat room, please post it and um, I'll read it. So how do you know when you are in uh, the right relationship? You know, you're praying, you're desiring for a good relationship, you met somebody new, you've been knowing them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months now, or, you know, how do you know this is really a right relationship? Not necessarily one you may marry, but just a good relationship, a right relationship to be in. Okay, so here's some of the ways that you can tell that you're in the right relationship. Number one, you and your partner support each other in who you are, who you currently are. So what that means is that neither one of you are trying to change the other one. That's what that means. You know, I support you. Um, your partner is supporting you in who you currently are right now, not who you desire to become. You know, one day I think I might want to be, you know, an astronaut, you know, not in the future, but who are you today? You know, it's a mutual exchange. You are in a right relationship when there has been a mutual respect for who you are and appreciation for who you are right now. They're not trying to change you. They're not pointing out all your negative attributes, all your negative characteristics. Not trying to give you know, uh, uh, telling you, you know, you are you you ought to do better. You know, I think you ought to do such and such. No, they they are appreciating you right now for who you are currently, and that's of course if you're in a healthy state. Now I'm not talking about the people who are unhealthy. I'm talking about if you're healthy, emotionally healthy, and you you could be in the right relationship if the person is appreciating who you are right now. Number two, you and your partner do not um, uh, dread change in each other. Uh, you encourage it for other, for each other's growth. You know, so if something has to change, if there's something in your character, something in your behavior uh, uh, that needs to change, that you won't dread it. You won't fear it, but you'll be encouraged in that change. You know, uh, Every stage of life, I said, brings changes. So you may be at a point where something needs to change or improve, and if that person notices it, and maybe if you know it, that person will encourage you while you go through that change or while you go through that process, but they're not um, uh, making fun of you. They're not uh, condemning you or or judging you uh, in a negative way, but they're encouraging you to go through the change so that you can continue to be the best person that you can possibly be. All right, number three, both of you have strong friendships outside of your relationship. And I said that just a few minutes ago. You need strong friends around you when you're in a relationship. So you can't, you know, there's a lot of negative things that we hear like, you know, okay, if you date somebody, girl, you don't want nobody around you. don't want your girls around you because, girl, she might take your man. A man don't have too many of your boys around you because they might uh, make a hit on your girl. Okay, if your friends are doing that, they are not the right friends. So you need some strong friendships outside of your relationships in your life. You need that. You need accountability and you need somebody who can help you when you need help in trying to figure out something, decide something, you know, discern something, but you need accountability. So you need strong friendships around you when you're in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. Get find a group of people who who have your best interests at heart who are not jealous of you, who are not envious of you, who are not covetous, coveted, who don't covet you, but who um, will support you and who will uh, have your best interests at heart. Those are strong friends. And strong friends are people who can speak into your life and you receive whatever they say. And you know that whatever they said to you was not to harm you but to hurt you, I mean to help you. 
All right. And then you trust your partner uh, to act in the best interest of your relationship. Okay, so that has to be a consistent action. You know, if you're in a, if you're in the right relationship, then you and your partner are going to do whatever it whatever it takes on a consistent basis. That will whatever you do is going to benefit that relationship. It's going to be beneficial to the relationship. You're not going to do something that's going to um, uh, be again one sided or it's, it's going to be mutually beneficial. You're not going to do something to harm the relationship. You know, when you're angry, you know you're not going to be having emotional blackmail going on. Everything that you do that is related to the relationship is going to be something that's going to build the relationship and help the relationship, not something that's going to tear the relationship um, down. And so, um, and then the last one is you must have um, uh, you must have some um, uh, emotional and spiritual compatibility, um, and you must be on the same page. And I said that the other night. Uh, uh, spiritually, you want to be going in the same direction, serving the same God, and that's going to be crucial. If you're serving two different gods, it's going to be a problem because one of you, or both, one, both of you are going to be thinking, you know, uh, one somebody going to say my God is better than your God, and then somebody's going to try to get you over to, they, to their God. So you have to be confident in, in, for me, it's Christianity, so I'm confident in the God that I serve. So you need to be in a relationship with somebody who is spiritually on the same page that you are on, believing in the same God you believe in, have the same core beliefs, spiritual beliefs, and the same values, so that there will not be uh, confusion and there not be um, some type of um, enticement to make you cross over into what it is, whatever it is that he or she is into. So you have to start stand firm. And there are some people that have a different religion other than Christianity. They'll never come over to Christianity, but they will lure you over into theirs. And they'll tell you that they're not ever coming, that you'll never get me to change. So you have to be confident in, in, in your spirituality, period, and, and if you're a Christian, in your relationship with God. So be on the same page, uh, and that's how you know that you're in the right relationship because that spiritual element has a lot to do with what goes on in your life. And so we know that um, um, if we're led by the Spirit of God, we're the children of God. And so we do things a little differently in Christianity. So make sure, if that's where you are, that you're connected with somebody who is on the same page that um, that you are on. And so if you have um, a compliment, I mean, a comment, please uh, press the number one or a question. And if you're in the chat room, um uh please say something and somebody in the chat room uh is saying um uh you the question is so you don't have to feel bad going to a dinner or a movie alone and the answer is no you don't have to feel bad about that you know as a matter of fact if 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 you're growing then you need to um actually do go to the um the um the uh dinner or the movie um by yourself you know and have yourself um uh, a good time when you're doing it. So, no, you don't have to feel bad uh, going to a dinner or a movie. Sometimes it's encouraged for singles to do that so that you can uh, appreciate yourself, enjoy yourself, you know, all of that. So go to the movie. Go to dinner by yourself, you know, and just have your, and just have a good time um, with it. So I'm going to um, uh, open the phone line up if there's nothing else. I want to uh, 
um, for those of you who might be dating somebody, depending on how long you've dated, or if you just want to know this for information, I'll give you some of these right quick before we close. You know, some signs of a serious relationship, so you'll know. Um, it's just a lot of fun things, but some signs of a serious relationship. The first one is you drop the I or you and start referring to each other as we. Now, that's a good sign right there. You know, when you you no longer say I and you, you say we, you know. Yeah, that's a good thing. Number two, there's um, no one else that you can imagine being with other than him or her. And, uh, they are be, uh, starting to become the most important person in your life. That's a good thing. You know, so... Uh, uh, remember that. Um, and these are just so fun things, but they can be true for you. You know, uh, you catch yourself thinking about ways to please your partner rather than yourself. You know, that's not your, that's not, not in the sense of neglecting yourself. That's just in the sense of uh, being available for your, your partner and doing something nice um, for your partner. Um, you see yourselves growing older together, walking hand in hand along the shore and taking care of each other. That's fun. That's imaginable. You know, because that's exactly what you may desire is to connect to that one person that you can grow old with and have a good life with. Okay. Um, uh, you cancel dates with your friends and other people because you would rather spend time with him or rather spend time with her. That will happen. I can assure you that if you're in, a, in the right relationship, it will happen. You will cancel dinner with your friends and go to dinner uh, and uh and go uh, to something, uh, dinner or a movie or something, with um, the person that you're in a relationship with. Um, uh, you start talking about your goals, about start talking about your future and your goals together, uh, uh, and all of that. So those are a couple of things to know if you're in a serious relationship. And if you think and ponder those for a little while, you can say, you know what, that is true. That's that's exactly the kind of th- those are exactly the kind of thoughts that you have when you're in a serious relationship. And so I hope that this, for those of you who have joined me through the entire uh, six-part series, I pray that um, your lives have been blessed by the teaching. And for those who may be joined, have joined for the first time on tonight, I pray that you uh, receive something from uh, uh, from the show. Uh, if you didn't listen to the other shows, you know that they're available. You can always go hear the replay um, on the show page uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. But uh I really want to thank you. I really do appreciate you. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the comments uh, and all of that. And I am just humbled that um, uh, some people came through all six uh, uh, sessions. And uh, so it really is an exciting thing for me because I enjoy being able to uh, to uh, teach and um, speak into your lives and help you to grow. Uh, it's really, really uh, a joy for me. Um, one comment in the uh the chat room says thanks. Um that is that is a that is great for singles to know because some of them feel uncomfortable but I used to do all to do all the time when I was single because I was I always said, Well, I was born by myself so I have to make me happy. I love that. Absolutely, absolutely. I said on um on the first show that we were all born single. Nobody came here married, so we were all born single. So that is good. And I'm telling you, it really uh, does uh, help you. So if you need to take yourself to a movie or you need to take yourself to dinner by yourself, please do it. I'm telling you, it will refresh your spirit. It will make you comfortable with being with you. Uh, you won't. You won't. Uh, it will. It will nullify and do away with that feeling of loneliness. You know. Uh, it will make you open to new things, you know, and it will just make you appreciate yourself 
even more, a whole lot more. It will make you appreciate yourself a whole lot more. So please do that if that's where you are. And if you've never done it before, a little fearful, push yourself out against that fear barrier and go do it. You know, go do it. I go a lot of places by myself, you know, and so because I'm comfortable with who I am, uh, that when I do go somewhere with someone else, I'm still comfortable and I already know the type of person that that person will experience that night or that day or at that event. I already know they're going to have a great time because I have a great time with myself. So I already know that that um, that is actually going to happen for them. So please experience that. You, if you're a single adult, and you, you please experience that. So before um, I go, I'm going to go back to um, area code 901 and the last four digits are 0845 because it still has the, uh, the little yellow star by you saying you have a comment. So I'm just going to check with you and see if you have a comment or a question. Hello. Hello. Do you have a comment or a question? I have thoroughly enjoyed this knowledge that you have dropped. Thank you. Thank you. And it was it was well um organized and put together. I think you should put it in a book. Oh, bless you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna okay. It's like a lot of things I've heard before, but when you have them mm-hmm. um, Constructed and concise like that is can be really helpful. So I will be listening to this show over and over again to keep myself focused. Oh, God bless you! Thank you so much. That is that is wonderful to hear. Very humbling. I appreciate you saying that, and I'm going to prayerfully uh, consider what you just said too about yeah. uh, putting it in a book. Well, spirit I'm gave me. Oh, there wonderful. are a lot of books Pleasure. out there, but not all of them are concise to the point and helpful. Wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate hearing that. I really do. And and I just go ahead and tell you, you know, my friends get on me all the time, like, you got books on the inside of you. Why are you not you know, when are you gonna write, you know? And so um I am I'm glad that you said that. And um I will definitely get right on that project. Yeah, and CDs are good too, you know, you can Put it on a CD. Yeah, know. well, I do have you. Some of this is on a CD. So if you go to the website, and I did uh, gingerlondon.com to the online store, we do actually have some CDs. And okay. uh, yeah, we do have some CDs. Uh, there is a, a study manual called Friend, Foes, and Fellow Christians. Um, and that's on relationships. And we have one, I have a manual called uh, Discerning Your Boaz. That's for single women on preparing for Ooh. marriage. Um, uh, yeah. I've heard about the Boaz. Yeah, I have that one. That's what I'm looking for. Like, where is Boaz? <laughs> yeah, so that one, is for, that, one, yeah, that, okay. that one is for single women, and it's on uh, steps on preparing for marriage, you know, um, lessons on pre- preparing for marriage from the divine connection between Ruth and Boaz. And so that will help you. That's actually a written form. And uh, and there's a CD that you can get for that. It's also a DVD for that Um and so there's some other CDs and DVDs also that's on that's online. And so you can go to the website, and that's just gingerlondon.com. Okay. Thank well, you so much. Your message has been very encouraging because there are people out here who want to be in a healthy, divine re- relationship. Thank and you. And I'm one of them. So your work is definitely not in vain. Keep doing what you're doing because it's greatly needed. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your comment. Okay. Will you be coming on again? Um, I am, but now if you if you go to the um, 
the website register to become an e-club member, I will send you a notice. This is, I haven't scheduled a show for the next show yet for uh, after this one. This one was like a series for six um for six days straight for single adults. And so I have gotten a lot of responses back and so I was thinking about uh doing maybe another show or two in this area and if so I'll schedule it um uh starting maybe starting to give everybody a break, maybe a day off or so. And okay. so uh how did you hear about it? Well, I was just uh, scanning the live uh, oncoming oh, okay. shows, and there you were, and that sounded interesting to me. I don't know how I missed you, and you've been on for uh, Six, yeah, we started Sunday August. night. Mm-hmm. Okay, are they are the shows in the archive? Yes, if you go to the okay. show Ginger London Ministry show page, you'll see them at the bottom. You'll see them. Yes, okay. I think for you it'll say on demand. Okay. Yeah, and you and you can see them. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I, I didn't go back and look, and I didn't. See him, but I'll check again. Yeah, and but I would also, I would like to listen to the whole series. Okay, and you can now. also uh, find him uh, the the um, I think you can find him on iTunes as well. Okay. Yeah, I'll double check yeah. that, but I think I think they're also after each show is also fed into uh, iTunes as a podcast. Okay. Yeah. So yes, you can go back if you go to the show page, you'll be able to uh, hear uh, the other ones. Absolutely. Okay, I will do that. All right, and just watch out, and I'll just, um, uh, I'm going to schedule something else, and probably, um, um, like I said, if you go to the website and become an e-club member, you'll automatically get an email. Okay. Or you can just keep checking back. You can just keep checking the page back, and it'll be up there. It'll say upcoming show, and it'll be there. I will do it. All right, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Okay, if there's anyone else, I'll check the chat room again. Uh, someone says, excellent job. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate that. And I want to thank you guys um, for listening. Um, and someone says, um, superb counsel for all of your sessions this week. Thank you for making it easy to access, understand, and apply. I agree with the caller. Consider a book. Okay, I will. I will. Thank you. I will do just that. You guys keep reminding me, but I'm I'm going to outline something, and I will do just that. And I'm really humbled by your comments and humbled um, by by those of you who have been on here for the entire uh, six days and those that called by phone for the entire six days. Please, by all means, go back to the show page, and I think it says on demand, and you can, if you need to replay any of the show's uh, you can uh, do that, and I think you also can download them to uh, your computers or your uh, MP3 players or whatever. So whatever you need to do, replay them, hear them again over and over again. If that's where you are trying to get ready for uh, that particular for for a relationship, please play them over and over again. And visit the website www.gingerlondon.com. We have uh, study manuals, uh, CDs, DVDs available. You, we also have um, newsletter articles on relationships and, and, and spiritual growth articles uh, on relationships. And so uh, please, by all means, visit the website and also stay here and, and stay in tune with us and check the page every once in a while so you'll know uh, when we have some upcoming shows. So thank you so much uh, for listening and joining me on tonight. I pray that you have a wonderful and blessed weekend. God bless you. This is Ginger London. Thank you so much.